You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. We thank you, we declare that you are great. We ask, Lord, that you will speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell the person next to you, God is great. God is great. Amen. All right. Um, um, elections are next Saturday. Um, if you had voted before already in your word, you have collated election results. Uh, um, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And we actually should be praying for the people who are running for office because it's actually applying to a call from God. In Romans, uh, Paul says that the one who becomes a public officer, he says he holds brief on behalf of God. And so people who go into public office um, actually sometimes go in without knowing what they're going to do because it's about human life. And uh, so we should be praying for them um, and trusting God that everything will be fine. All right? Um, yes. I mean, I was... And... Okay. So we need... So I'm part of... Once the elections are over, one of the things that I'm going to be praying about and thinking about and seeing how I can contribute to is trying to get younger people uh, to do things like running INEC. I'm serious because um, when you're running a, that kind of scale of operation, it's a hundred and something million people um, and then some people from Niger who want to vote. Um, uh, when you're running that kind of, pr you need technology. You need young people who understand how things work, right? And our INEC chairman, all due respect to him, should not be somebody in his 40s, 30s, young people. Um, and as the week went on, I, I realized that there's a lot about how Nigeria, the government of our country, runs that we're blind to. And so we're looking for public officers who will be young people, but we need young local government chairmen. People in their 30s and their 40s to run local governments. That's the truth. In fact, huh, okay. It's a huge danger because this, this message is here. But we need local government chairmen in their 30s and their 40s. They may not have big official cars, black jeeps with siren, but you need young people to run government. Younger people to run government. <laughs> because youth is not necessarily a predictor. Or it doesn't predict competence. So you can be young and corrupt. So in fact, young people sometimes know how to steal money faster. Okay. So let's not deceive ourselves. But just sometimes, um, yeah, they should maybe, yeah. <laughs> While we're still trying to figure out how young people can, maybe we should let us conduct the election, right? Uh, okay. But it's going to be fine, all right? And we're going to improve gradually. Uh, one of the things that will also help improve, I know you're upset that they postpone the election, but you have to start coming to church early. Okay. If you come to church two hours after the service time, you shouldn't complain too much. If they move elections by one week, it's all the same lit coming. <laughs> all right, but, but seriously speaking, um, tell the person next to you, it's going to be fine. It is going to be fine. It is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. All right, so today I want us to talk about the anointing. 
Um, one of the interesting things about me preaching here, and you guys know that, I love to preach and teach. And I love pastoring LifePoint. Teaching and preaching because it allows me give unsolicited counsel, yeah, which is one of my vices, you know, just to talk about a lot of things. I to talk to people. My, my wife knows that I talk a bit sometimes. So this is one of those times where I forget to express myself. Uh, but more than that is that the privilege of God speaking through me and encouraging us. And one of the things that has been on my heart as we've taught about the Holy Spirit from the start was that I didn't want to teach just a couple of good messages. Um, I didn't want to, and so when I, I, I really didn't want to preach about the Holy Spirit and then leave you the same way you had been. I, so it's been, I mean, if you're new here, first time, my name is Idris. If you ask the person next to you to tell you, I've preached a number of heat sermons before. As they say, back to back. Uh, you can check SoundCloud on that life point. Some, some, there was one I preached two years ago, Power of Work. I remixed it last year, Power of Work. Two really good sermons. Uh, there was one on, which interestingly is one of the messages you guys have downloaded the most, not surprisingly, about sex. Not about revival, about sex. Okay? Which is also on SoundCloud. So, I've got hot messages. And when I get home sometimes, my wife says, oh, message was good. So, this wasn't about preaching a set of good messages. I want the messages to be good. But I am praying that, you know, that there's something in the preaching and teaching of God's word in this season that creates a hunger in you, a desire in you for more of the Holy Spirit. I, I so, you know, because it's, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, that you would walk up to someone, say, pray for me, lay hands on me, that you would pray in your heart, that you would pray in your rooms, you would pray, but you would gather a couple of friends together and you would pray. But, but that this series cannot finish without fire falling upon the altar of your heart. Okay? Uh, so please encourage the person next to you. Tell them you have to get on fire. You have to get on fire. Yep, you have to get on fire. Yep. All right. Um, I was hoping we could do a 24-hour prayer thing. It's not going to be next week during the election. Uh, so we don't confuse it. It's not for the election. Maybe the upper weekends I'll mention, but essentially would give you no know, slots. We'll pray online, but it'll be for 24 hours. 10 o'clock on a Saturday, all the way to 10 o'clock on Sunday. Pray in the spirit most of the time. And what will happen is that I would ask you guys, different people to take slots. You could take, you come on at any time, but some people have to champion 30 minute slots, one hour slots. So I'm looking for people who haven't been really like, people not been on stage before, Take a slot, get your friends together, say, hey, look, we're going to be praying. Some of the leaders will be online most of the time, but you and your friends log in and you pray. You know, people like Joshua, uh, who else? I have a list of people actually, like uh, Joshua, and Nife, Josh, uh, Nife, me. Uh, it's a long list of people. Just tell your neighbor, please. Make yourself available. Make yourself, make yourself available. But I'll, I'll announce that next Sunday. I want to read out of Acts chapter 2 um, and just tell us what I think God wants us to hear today. Acts chapter 2. So long before um, 
it became fashionable to sing about um, crops and fruits falling on people. Um, our fathers in the faith used to sing songs like, um, anoint, you know the song, Anointing Fall on You? All right, yes. That's where they got their inspiration from. They just put fruits in there and we were all dancing. But they used to say, um, Anointing fall on me. Anointing. <laughs> Something like that. Is that a real song? It's P.I. changing David O's song. Well, it's not David O's song. This is a real song we used to sing. Let the power of the Holy Ghost. It's David O. It's David O. It wasn't David O's. You don't even know. Anointing fall on me. Anointing. Sing it is a Christian song. Sing no one. <laughs> oh, anointing. Hey, Lord, let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. So in Acts chapter 1, Jesus says to the disciples, And being gathered together with them, verse 4, commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not, so, not many days hence. And uh, verse 8, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Extraordinary support and transformation. Extraordinary ability. Power was what Jesus promises the church. Help was what Jesus promises the church. He says you shall receive power. So he's the one who gives. Our part is to receive. God will give. We must receive. Okay. Um, in the Old Testament, we have incidents and, you know, of the Holy Spirit coming upon people. Last week, we spoke about speaking in tongues. And I'll... I think try and tie that in towards the end of this. But we would find that when God was about to set a man, uh, a, a woman, a person, a child, up for something special, to become a priest, to become a king, he would call for them to be anointed. We would find the anointing referred to in different parts of Scripture. In fact, at one time he would talk about Israel and he would say, touch not mine anointed right? and do my prophets no harm. In Isaiah 10, and if you read verse 27, he would speak about yokes being broken because of the anointing. And the church, you know, 1 Peter 2, 9 says, we're a chosen people. A royal, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We're 
kings and priests. And the Holy Spirit comes upon us and he brings the anointing. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, I think we read this the first Wednesday or Sunday of this. Samuel is talking to Saul who is about to become a king. He says in verse 6, he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. He says, and you will prophesy with them and you will be turned into another man. Um, we talk about jo uh, uh, Samson. Samson. You all know Samson. Uh, and before Samson got into that whole um, issue with Delilah, he actually is carrying the Spirit of God. He's carrying an anointing. In Judges 15, 14 to 15, the Bible says, And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loosened from off his hands and he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men with it. And preparing for this, that phrase dropped in my heart, the jawbone of an ass. And I just felt, you know, a strong prompting. I don't know who you are. But that there is something the Holy Spirit wants to leave on your life. Inside and outside. And what we describe about Samson here is the experience you will have. That he says, and his, the, the cords that were around his arms became as flax that had been burnt with fire. So they were brittle. He, it broke off easily. And the Bible says, and his, and his bands were loosed from off him. I don't know who you are and what it is that you've been dealing with. It might be a delay in one aspect of life or the other. It might be depression and sadness that is like a cloak. I don't know what it is. It might be an illness. But there is an anointing that comes from the Holy Spirit that loosens people. In 2 Kings, they're talking about Elijah, Elisha. We see the Holy Spirit come upon them and we see them do all sorts of things. In 2 Kings chapter 13 and verse 12 and uh, 21, they describe a fascinating experience. Some guys are going to bury a young man. They see um, some soldiers, a band of men, I don't remember whether they are robbers or, or soldiers from another country, and the, they flee. They throw away the corpse of this young man. But interestingly, they throw the corpse of the young man into the grave of Elisha. And the Bible says, and when the man was let down, and touched the bones of Elisha. The Bible says he revived and stood up on his grave, on his feet. Ha. 
All right. I think there is sufficient, and I'm going to go through this. There is sufficient evidence in Scripture that there is a way, and this is still Old Testament, we're getting to New Testament very soon, that there is a way a man, a person, a woman can cultivate the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And that supernatural, unusual things begin to happen. So Elisha has gone to be with God. But they've kept his bones somewhere. <laughs> and a young man whose body has been thrown by a fleeing bunch of people is resurrected from the dead. David will constantly speak about his head being anointed with oil. And then he says, my cup runs over. He would say, look, do not take the Holy Spirit away from me. First Samuel chapter 16, the Bible says that, verse 13, that Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brethren and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day. Help me ask the person next to you, tell them, do you have an anointing? Do you have an anointing? Anointing. I can see your makeup. I can see your wig. I can see your lovely glasses, P.O. I can see your lovely jackets. I can see your hairstyle, Josh. I can see your sneakers. I can smell your perfumes. Really nice. But do you, child of God, have an anointing? Help me ask them. They didn't hear you the first time. Tap them. Please, do you have an anointing? Do you have an anointing? Do you have an anointing? Yeah. <laughs> because the prophet is dead. I'm coming there, someone. So, <laughs> ah, if I say this one, my wife would be upset. But you see, Christ tarries, and when I'm going to be with the Lord, like, I'm like, when I'm like 9,500, my wife is like, God forbid, God forbid. Sweetheart, we'll go 95. <laughs> All right. And then they bring young men and people. Hey, Holy Spirit, you have to help us. Because there needs to be scripture suggests, but there's a way you can walk with the Holy Spirit that there is how do we explain this? Oil poured so if we came now and decided that we're going to pour lots of oil on Josh's head, lots of oil so we pour that, there's an outpouring but you know every time for the next couple of minutes you go and you touch it you come in contact with what was left behind after the experience of Josh and the oil. So that after the experience of the Holy Spirit on our souls, on our spirits, on our body, that there is an anointing. But Caleb, if you look in my bag, there's a little box. You can help me bring it. There's a little perfume. I can use that for an example. Thank you. And I'm not carrying perfume in my bag. Like, that's not how canal I am. No. I want to give it to somebody today. That's why. But I can use it for this example. Alright? Yeah, because that's a good one. That's a good one. David kills Goliath. And I know we normally say, how did he kill Goliath? 
with a stone we shout. But I assure you that if <laughs> do you think people had not tried throwing stones at Goliath all the time they had been there? I remember one year I was studying this and I realized that what we sometimes miss is that before that young man, he couldn't have been more than 20 at the time, shows up at the battlefield and tries to throw a stone, he has been anointed and is carrying an anointing. And so there's a difference between a stone that is thrown by a trained soldier and a stone that is thrown by an anointed soldier. Sometimes it's not the size of the stone. It's the anointing on the stone thrower. And, and, and the stones are important. The Bible says he took five stones. In my mind, I think of things like credibility, capacity, uh, 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 character. I like C's, you know, I like doing things. And I think that as a young person, you must build those things. Credentials. You're really rhyming. You know. But there's a way that an anointing sits upon it, sir. I know you went to Harvard Business School. I know you went to a great school. You went to Oxford University. You went to University of Benin. It's okay. But there's a way the anointing sits upon it. Have you not met people who went to Harvard Business School and are bankrupt? Some are in jail. God bless you, my brother. This is a box of perfume. Where's Nat? Nat is the guy who's in my case. He's still around. Nat, come, come. Let's do this example together. Help me ask the person next to you, do you have an anointing? Do you have an anointing? That is by playing the keyboard for me for I don't know how many months. So I'm just going to give you this perfume. God bless you. You give it back to me later. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, but, yeah, but it smells nice on you. It smells nice on you, right? No, but it smells nice. It's perfume. Look at it. It's made in London. It's, you know, it's a number 33 or something. It's a nice perfume. Hold it like this. Can't you smell it? Perfume is good. This is Jesus promises this. Acts one, didn't you read it? Holy Spirit. But this is really good. I can't smell it all over you. <laughs> Should you open it? And let's test it. Well, let's test it since we're there. Yeah, of course. We'll just wait here and open it and let's see. Open it. Don't be afraid. <laughs> He's like really afraid. Like, should I open it? And we're laughing at the Bible. People are like, should I open this Holy Spirit something? <laughs> Won't God charge me for it? I still have the receipt. <laughs> I know where you stay. You've even really, oh, you really opened it. <laughs> yeah, follow my instructions. Open it, open it. Oh, this is a pretty bottle. Oh, my God. This is a pretty bottle. Let's think about it. Wait, wait, let's sing about it. The more we sing about it, surely we can smell it. What, what is it called? Penhaligon. We'll do a song. Penhaligon. Oh, the cologne. 
It really smells good. You cannot smell it yet. Tell somebody next to you, we cannot smell it yet. We cannot, yeah, we can't smell it yet. We, we, know, we know because Jesus doesn't lie and you don't lie. So we know that he says he will pour out the Holy Spirit on you, but, but we cannot smell it yet. It's a nice perfume. They even put ribbon here. So people have skill. All right. So what, what do you do? Oh, boy has guts. <laughs> open it, open it. Wash wound, just for so the message will be preached. Yeah, just, yeah, it's good. <laughs> ah, okay. Smells good. Ah, smells good. <laughs> because sometimes when you when you go to the shop, they will give you sample. Some of you buy one perfume, ask for twelve samples. You know, <laughs> they know you. Say, how much you buy fifteen? Man, say, can don't you? Even the samples you bought are even more than the perfume. So maybe when you come to church, you get a sample. But we still cannot smell the anointing. We, but brother, let's, time is going. The message. Uh, <laughs> smells, smells, smells more for me. For Josh. Josh has been good. <laughs> and you know that there's a difference between how you spray your perfume how you spray other people's perfumes. <laughs> Father, come, let's pray small for you. Oh, man, this is, ah, this is good stuff. Father, come, come, come. Ah! Oh, no, no, this was not made, was not made um, in Ibado. It's easy, my brother. <laughs> Can you smell it, Father? Oh, my, this is really good. Should we, Damilari has been good. She led worship. Damilari, come. She led worship. For the feminists say we didn't invite any woman to share in the anointing. Oh my. Josh, what do you think? It's real good stuff. Hmm. Let's try it. Because we need. Uh, not on, on the. <laughs> Same thing, yes. What do you think, dear? Real good. me tell the person next to you, tell them we can't smell it yet. We can't smell it yet. We can't smell it yet. We can't smell it. <laughs> tell them we've heard of Elisha. We've heard of Elisha. we heard of Moses. we heard of David. But who are you? Nat has really taken my perfume away. <laughs> we'll speak later, Nat. But you can actually have it. God bless you. Alright, he's been, he's been really kind to me. Okay. God, God, God will bless me for bringing... <laughs> Because to be honest, it seems like the Holy Spirit was, I think there was, it seems like, you know, because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit will be poured out in measure on occasion for special people. But it seems like once, <laughs> he says, open the floodgates that we that have more opportunity seemingly have less, less regard, less hunger. In Acts chapter 10, the Bible speaking about Jesus. Oh man, I can really smell this perfume. Hmm. Okay. Not I have another one at home and we have to swap. This is really good. Speaking about Jesus, he says, Acts 10, 
It says how God anointed him, sprayed it over with the Holy Ghost and with power. And that he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. In fact, the better one to use is Luke chapter 4, verse 17 to 19. Holy Spirit, help me. The Bible says there, Luke 4, and there was delivered unto him, speaking about Jesus, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. He has put an anointing on me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. When he gets to verse 21, Jesus is super dramatic. When he gets to verse 21, says unto them with an attitude today is this scripture fulfilled in your ears life point when will this scripture be fulfilled in your life because when you back up a couple of weeks and months script verses before Jesus has spent some time with God and, and see Josh uh, Nat, sorry, Nat has sprayed that perfume when he hugs his beautiful girlfriend after service in a Christian way, you would find, see this is why you shouldn't wear fancy watch. Bridge. Okay. You would find that people who, who then walk next to her might begin, depending on how tightly he has hugged her, I begin to perceive some of that anointing on her also. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives, recovering the sight of the blind, liberty them that are bruised. I don't understand how you guys cannot see Nigeria written all over the scripture. And I'm serious. But shall they say now that there are a lot of poor people in our country? Uh, I said to someone a couple of weeks ago that we can no longer recognize poverty in our country. We can't. It's been here so long that we can't recognize it. But Jesus is saying here, look for, guess what? The Holy Spirit is upon me. And he says, guess what? He's left me an anointing. Why? He says to preach to the poor. To heal the broken heart. In case you're one of those people who say, no, this is not poverty as poverty, poverty. No, no, no. Idris, don't be carnal. Okay. But at least you can see broken hearted. Aftermath of Valentine's Day. Broken hearted people. The girl Caleb said he will call. She will, he will call. Didn't call her. The five girls, in fact. 
They need an anointing. Deliverance to the captive. Liberty to them that are bruised. People whose cars have been scratched in Lagos traffic. People who have been bruised by parents, by bosses, by Lagos. I cannot... <laughs> the anointing is needed in our city. The anointing is needed in our generation. If you take five people today, there's at least one that is claiming that they are depressed. And one who is depressed but don't know. The anointing is needed now, sir. Tell the person next to you, we can't smell it. We can't smell it. We can't smell it. Because we know Jesus said he was giving you this bottle of perfume. It had nothing to do with your age. It had nothing to do with your position you held in church or not. In fact, where does the anointing thrive? In the battlefront where Goliath has been shouting down God's people. Because anytime you hear of chaos, like you hear about in Africa and some parts of the world, it is actually a cry for the manifestation of the children of God. When you hear, so that's why David said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Because the anointing of the Holy Spirit makes our calling clear. There's an anointing that comes upon Samson. He takes the jawbone of an ass, something that looked so irrelevant, changes a thousand lives. You're a software developer. Would you receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Would you write software, apps that will change the way we live in Nigeria, the way we govern, the way we relate? Because Jesus takes an anointing, goes into his world. The Bible says, goes to do good. It's interesting that when you get to the book of Acts, and I'm coming to where we are very quickly. The Bible says in Acts chapter 5, speaking about Peter. The Bible says, in so much that they brought forth the sick people onto the streets. And laid them on beds and couches. Why? It says that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. <laughs> Please tell your neighbor, I want to see your shadow. I want to see your shadow. I want to see your shadow. When you read um, it's Acts 19, you read of Paul. The Bible says, and God... Acts 19, 11, 12, and God wrought special miracles through Paul. It says to the extent that people took articles of clothing, aprons, and took them to sick people. 
and that diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. <laughs> there is a realm above. There is more. There is more. People need to get into our cars and get filled with the Holy Spirit. A gentleman is speaking to Jesus. Jesus hasn't said anything. The man stands up and says, ah, no. I've been taking money. I've been stealing money. I don't want to steal money. In fact, the people I stole money from returning. You need to meet that your friend who you all say is in IT, but you know he's actually doing like, you know, hardcore Yahoo, Yahoo, something. And you just need to hug him one day and he will break down and cry. And say, you know, Okay, that you know that I'm not living right. No, no pressure. Because some of the things we are trying to do with human strength do not respond to human strength. Handkerchiefs and aprons, shadows. So all this one that a young man you're trying to get a wife by showing her your hairy chest. Mm -mm. Where is your anointing? Let me ask a young man next to you, where is your anointing? Where, where is your anointing? We've seen your G-Wagon, <laughs> but where is your anointing? Nobody asks Caleb. Ask him again. You asked him. Because we can smell your perfume. Oh, ah! smells like a mix of camphor and incense. You call it wood. <laughs> That's alright. But where is your anointing, sir? They told you as a lady, show him some flesh. You can turn heads. But where is the anointing of the Holy Spirit? The last time you hugged that boy, he knew that virtue had left him. <laughs> when he got to prayer time, he couldn't pray. You rubbed his head. But where is your anointing? What brings the boys to the yard should not just be your milkshake anymore. No, 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 no. Mm. There is an anointing that needs to be stirred and cultivated. I had a long time to prepare this message. <laughs> and one thing the devil will say to us is that you need to be a bishop, a pastor. You need to be, because he will remind you that, uh, uh, <laughs> didn't you, don't you remember what you did last week? You that was dancing at Quillocks. They were telling you 4 a.m. There's church, there's church. You say one more song, one more song. Anointed. It's not for people like you. Stop it. I tell someone the promise is for all of us. The promise is for all of us. The promise is for all of us. So a heart that bleeds of love, but sees human beings the way God sees them. Compassion. God says of Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
there's an, and I'm going to have to put this together. So the Holy Spirit working in the life of a believer produces an anointing both within and outside. A lot of the work the anointing within will do, follow me, is to produce the fruits of the Spirit. So, Scripture would talk about the Holy Spirit coming and confirming that we are children of God. Because what happens is that there will be a constant battle in the heart of a Christian as to whether or not they are children of God. When it comes to tempt Jesus, he would say, if you are son of God. So the bringing forth on the inside. So in 1 John, he would say you have received an anointing from the Holy One. It abides within you. He says at one point, you don't even need people to teach you how to be kind. You don't need to teach you anything. He says this anointing produces knowledge, intelligence within you. And then there's the outpouring of that same anointing that allows us to do the things he's asked us to do. An anointing to preach. An anointing to code. An anointing to govern. An anointing to heal. An anointing to raise from the dead. An anointing to organize. An anointing to help. An anointing for friendship. An anointing to mentor. An anointing to network. An anointing to create new things. I have to paint for us this vision of a Christian life that is extraordinary yet available. I have to stir up our appetite for the spiritual. And so there's a hunger that is necessary. Because you can't go hungry, you can't stay hungry if you're filling up on other things. Why do you think, church, that when you wake up in the morning, there's a strong desire within you to reach for Instagram. Why? Maybe it's only me it happens to. Wake up in the morning. You want to know what happened. Who it happened to. Who liked what happened to who it happened to. And what your own response should be. If I one day we'll start locking our phones outside the room. My wife will agree. They are going to bed. You lock them outside. You put them in the bowl. Lock them. You know, if you go for like a proper meal, you, you probably took a girl out on Valentine's Day and you know you took her out for three course or five course? Seven. <laughs> Josh, how much is your offering in this church? <laughs> but you know that sometimes, you know, you go for this, like, there's like, there's seven course meals, right? The, uh, the seven course meals. Okay, I don't know why you should be eating seven course meals, but there are seven course meals. You know, if you, if you, like the appetizer comes and, and you start to eat plenty, plenty, they tell you, ah, you won't have space for the main course. And sometimes what happens is that we are filling up on all sorts of things 
and that the hunger we have for the spiritual is being doused. And, and that's why sometimes fasting is important. So Daniel says, I will only eat the vegetables for now. Because I can see, I can see that meat. I can see the chicken. I can, I can see how the juice on the chicken is dripping down. Oh my God. I can smell it. But it says, I will, because there is a hunger from within that I do not want corrupted, I do not want doused, I do not want distracted. And fasting is important. That God above all things. And then to how so how how it is this anointing? You know, we said it last week. So, so speaking in tongues. Apostle Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. Can I give you how much time you should spend speaking in tongues? I can't. But it's you and God who know what you are building. Don't let anybody who has now become successful in life tell you, ah, it's of grace. And it is of grace. Yeah, You don't have to really pray. Just trust in God. Ha! You, are, you want, God told you, you want to build multinational companies. He wants you to be the one who would create jobs that would employ hundreds of thousands of people. Ah! He wants you to sing, write songs and sing songs that will win Grammys and everything else. Then we wake up in the morning. Read one, one minute plan on your version. Sing one song. I mean, I'm, those things are important. But I'm saying that there is an investment, sir. So, I don't know how much time works for you speaking in tongues. Maybe five minutes, to be honest. Five minutes is start. Maybe 10, maybe 15 minutes in a day. Maybe 30 minutes. Maybe one hour. Maybe 10 minutes every hour. But that's why worship is important, sir. Because as you spend time in the presence of God, when you come out, people know. And look, I have, I've, I've, I've shook, is it shaking hands or shook hands? Which one's what? Exchange handshake, right? <laughs> With people before, and I'm not joking, the lady says, I can feel an anointing on you. <laughs> when people say you are hot, can we move beyond the hot they know in Lagos? Say, ah, look like today's bread. Josh, fresh, hot. The spirit of lust they are projecting. But when you lay hands on them, can people, and, and this church is, we can preach every and anything, but there is this in Scripture. A heart that is actually concerned about people. A heart that actually sees what's happening in our country and says, where is the God 
that the Bible speaks about. There there are income levels in our country that don't make sense. Because sometimes, yeah, they don't make sense. And so when we, I'm not going to mention figures, but those numbers put people in a poverty bracket. And there's there's a mandate upon us. So we are not, you know, Holy Spirit, help me. So what happened in Israel, there were two sets of people. One set of people were constantly murmuring and complaining. There are two guys focused on the promise of God and what God wanted to do. There's enough complaining happening in our country. It's too much. But there are people in our country also, old and young, by the grace of God, who are creating solutions one step at a time. There's work to be done. There are lives to be mended. There are hospitals to be built. There are white there's hungry people. There are sick people, both with medicine and with the power of God. There are media stations to be built. But we need you, us, to cultivate the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read, and this is in closing, and if you guys have a song, we can sing that. Luke 4. Again, to our reading, to our hearing, the 17 to 19. And I'm really done, guys. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon life point. I don't know what your name is, but would you try and say that, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon Idris? The Spirit of the Lord is upon Demilade. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Yimika. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Ogochuku. That the and I don't know, don't let the devil tell you you don't qualify. That the Spirit of the Lord is upon Joshua. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Martins. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Debbie. I don't know who you are. David is a small boy, young chap. The anointing came on him and everything else changed. But the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. No wonder he keeps on saying, Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you.
Hey. Is you Masatare. He says, Why life? What does not satisfy? Kabos. Come high without money. Kabos. the Lobos.
enough of the emptiness, Lord. Enough of the emptiness. That those which bind will be loosened. By reason of the anointed master, I don't know what is holding you. I don't know where you are going to. But will you ask God for an anointing? John 15, without me, you can do nothing. Lord, will you bring me to the place of the overflow? Hey! Would your grace bring me to the place of the overflow? I know you are the youngest in your family. I know you are the least. But would you pray to the God who does not look at the outside? Animals! I know you've fallen behind, but would you pray? All over this place, would you pray to the God who does not withhold? It does not matter your gender, it does not matter your age, it does not matter your past, it does not matter your yesterday. Would you help me hold the hand of one person or two people and would you just pray that nothing, nothing will stand in the way of them being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'd like you to pray in the Holy Ghost a bit if you can as you hold your hands. But at the bush, because I sense that there are one or two people here who are saying this might not be for me. I have done too many bad things. 
I've been too many bad places. I've been told too many bad things. But God is not a man that he should lie. And not a son of man that he should repent from the things that he has said. The Bible says, has he said it? Will he not do it? Jesus says, will you stay in beats? I'd like you to take the hand of that person and take them to the upper room, if you will. The Bible says there were four men. They opened the roof and they brought their friend before Jesus. Will you bring your new friend before Oh, Jesus, the one who gives beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise, instead of the spirit of heaviness. Would you pray that he will anoint your head with oil? Would you declare that your cup will run over? It doesn't matter where they've been. Would you declare that your heart will find the cause of God? Would you declare that God will find space in your heart, in your life, that our Father, the King of glory, will come in? Why don't you declare that the gifts of the Spirit are overflowing in this place? Why don't you declare that the fruits of the Spirit are overflowing? That the one who couldn't be kind before receives divine capacity, intelligent working of the Holy Ghost within them. Ah, they are overflowing in kindness. They are overflowing in self, in confidence, self-control, endurance, patience, hey, gentleness. Would you declare that these ones, the hands that you're holding are healing hands. They're creating minds. They're seeing eyes. They're binding lives. Hey, would you declare they're builders and creators in this house. Under the power of the Holy Spirit. Amos, dreamers, visionaries. God is not a man. Jesus says you will receive power. I don't know if there's any people who are receiving. I don't know if there's any people who are receiving. We receive by faith. We receive. So would you take the next one or two minutes and say, Lord, I receive your presence. I receive anointings. Anointings that will change my generation. Anointings that will change my family. Anointings that will change my industry. Anointings that will change Nigeria. Anointings. Anointings. 
Colobos. The Bible says all the men of old that they wrote as the Holy Spirit inspired. I receive anointed instructions. I receive anointed inputs. I receive anointed impressions, pictures. Hey, you are not too old. You are not too young. comfort and you did you are the covenant keeping God oh you are you are the covenant keeping God say Yahweh Yahweh the covenant keeping God you are Yahweh Yahweh the covenant
Just wait enough on him. Just sing it gently. Just sing it gently. says there are lash cash deposits I hear candle and he says he's been talking to you about
Father, we thank you for your promise, for the fact that you keep your promises. We thank you because you take our ordinary, you change it into extraordinary. Thank you because you're pouring oil into our hearts, into our lives. Thank you for the fruits and the gifts. Thank you for the comfort of your spirit. Thank you for taking our dross of frustration and desperation. Thank you for life. Thank you for life. Just lift up your hands and let's just thank God all over this place this morning. Our Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. Our Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Just go ahead and thank him. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.